everything else um, was more towards my custom prints and doing um, custom photos for people that it literally took away from that whole area and drove me in the direction I really didn't want to go. Well, hello there. Welcome to Brand Therapy. I'm Phil. I'm Lauren. And we are your hosts for today's, and well, I guess every episode of this podcast that helps people position, build, promote their brands. Total strangers come to us with a challenge their face as they're building their business, and we try and help them. It's like the best podcast in the world. I think you have a little bias. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe not the best, but it's so rewarding. It is fun. And today is rewarding because someone by the name of Patricia comes to us and is completely open on where, you know, where we can advise her on 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 where she can take our business. And I and I would say we're not our our explanation or opinion is not right all the time, right? It's not like right or wrong. A lot of times we go into it with a certain confidence as someone on the outside that can that can take inventory of what someone is building. And I think it's really beautiful what happens today in our chat with Patricia, totally based on her openness to explore where there's room for her in the marketplace. She's a true artist. She is. Well, I guess we should get to it, shall we? Let's get to our conversation with Patricia. Let's do it. I am Patricia, and my biggest challenge right now is taking all of the information that I've learned on building a business and implementing a strategy that leads me in the direction that I see myself. Wow. Patricia, information overload. You're feeling it. I feel like I feel like this. Lauren, you? Oh, yeah. You know, I feel like content has become an unlimited resource. I've said this from the stage before. Content is now an unlimited resource. Everyone's creating it. But what is that finite resource? That limited time and attention of people (laughs) is what we're all chasing. So I think maybe today we'll, we'll talk about how to focus and how to filter out what's not important and how to spend our limited resource time on things that matter. Oh my gosh, yes, please. <laughs> yeah, I guess um, what I grapple most with, and I, I wonder if you're the same way, Patricia, is I don't know if I should be choosing the best stuff, the very, very best stuff from different people to implement, or if I should just wholly commit to one strategy or one person's strategies for everything. I think that's that's what I personally have a hard time with. But what about you? No, that is actually exactly it. Um, between the different the different amount of information that I've been given, it it's one person telling me one thing, but then somebody else contradicting them and saying, no, they're technically right, but this works better for you. And I see myself at an area where I'm like, okay, both of you are correct, but you really didn't help me. <laughs> So let's keep this simple for ourselves and think back to the only thing that matters. The only thing that matters, your goal. What is your goal one year from now and five years from now? And don't overthink the answer. Just say what comes to mind first. (laughs) My goal for a year from now is to definitely have my stationary um, line out there for the world to see and um, just kind of be well-known in that area and not so much my customs. My five-year goal is actually to, um, I wouldn't really put it on something specific because as you know, like things change year to year, but I would say like, I do want to build something within the next five years that brings people joy and um, something that can give them a piece of self-expression through my, my artwork and through my stationery to make, make something fun that makes people smile. 
What have you done so far with your stationary business? With my stationary business, I have done a lot of um, kind of just small clients, I guess you could say. So I've done friends type of thank you cards, birthday cards, and I just actually created something that I'm going to be adding to my website that everybody can have, um, which is a <laughs> kind of silly sounding, but it's called Derpy Bear Adventure Cards. And it's literally just a thank you card with the mountains in the background with a bear riding on a motorcycle. So those are the only parts that I've done for my stationery. Everything else was more towards my custom prints and doing um, custom photos for people that they literally took away from that whole area and drove me in the direction I really didn't want to go. So if I'm hearing you correctly, you've mainly done stationery for at least tried selling stationery for individual clients, but you are trying to figure out how to bring and sell to the masses, right? Yes, that is exactly it. <laughs> you are so good with words. <laughs> Thank you. Feels like... That's why we keep her around here. <laughs> so it seems like you're very organized, I can already tell, and a really hard worker. So what strategies have you come across for launching products that are at least getting your attention right now that you're thinking about? Um, I think that's actually where my biggest thing is, is I've launched so many different strategies from, I started building my email list. I have a website going up in December, but I'm actually doing the photo shoot for it this weekend. Um, I've been building my inventory on so much that I've I've just been doing so many things because I've been taking in so much knowledge that I don't have one specific thing that I'm going in the right direction for. It's literally just, hey, let me try this. Let me try this. Okay, let me try this now. And instead of sticking to one goal specifically. Yeah, that's and that's hard too, because then you're kind of like almost half committing to a bunch of different things instead of fully Mm -hmm. committing. Yeah, so you're possibly missing out on on something that could be really one thing that could be very rewarding. I wonder, um, for the stationery that you're thinking of launching, have you thought of rocking like a certain holiday or a certain celebration, like just birthdays or I don't know, like Valentine's Day or, you know, have you thought about that? I actually have not. Um, and I, I can't believe I haven't thought of that, actually. <laughs> um, I, I think I was just so focused on the, the term uh, stationary that I didn't, I didn't narrow it down to something specific like that. But that's normal. And actually, for people listening that don't necessarily work in stationery, this is relevant to anyone building a brand. We always start with the literal, you know, this is stationery. And it's almost like we prove to ourselves that we can create something within that genre or in that industry. I work in branding or I work in social media. Yeah. Okay, so, so once we prove to ourselves that we're capable of being a player in that space... At that point, it's like a video game we get from level one to level two. Level two is where you own a particular corner in that room, in that space. And that's when you say, I am really good at, insert the blank. I'm like jumping up and down because I just had an idea. So I always have appreciated stationery, but I'm, I haven't actually bought it myself Usually I kind of buy like plain notebooks like from Muji. But this summer, I went to Toronto for one of my good friend's weddings and I needed to bring a card and I needed to find a card to congratulate them on the wedding. And so I went to like, you know, shoppers or whatever convenience store it was and was looking at all these different card places and the wedding cards were so lame. And she's like a cool girl. 
her husband is covered, he's a tattoo artist and covered with tattoos from head to toe. And I couldn't give some like frilly card to them, like wishing them love forever. Like I just couldn't do it. Not that they don't have that kind of romance in their relationship, but it just didn't suit them. Like, I don't know how much research you've done in the area of wedding greetings, but I'm telling you, it was slim pickings where I was looking. Is that something you've thought about or or could do? Honestly, like everything you just said is exactly the reason why I'm pushing towards stationery is because there's nothing out there that represents your friends or me because I feel like that's how I am. Like with your friends, there's not, there's nothing that gives me that identity, that self-expression that is who I am. And so the, the idea of moving towards congratulations wedding um, stationery is actually genius because that's a huge industry in itself in general, but everything in the wedding industry is kind of like, love, romantic, but it it doesn't really identify with one person specifically, if that makes sense, that I I don't know, like, I feel like the the whole idea of like the wedding industry is so romantic. But if when you break it down to the person themselves, there's so much more than just the the romantic in that person. There's like you said, like, the adventurous, the the go getters, the people who, who I'm want to ride motorcycles or go kayaking and stuff like that. So no, that's actually a genius idea. I am really, I feel like I need popcorn. I'm really enjoying watching the evolution of your ideas before us right now. There's something magical that's happening, and that is the fact that you are open to opportunities. You are in a state that is completely open to receiving or considering opportunity. And I would you not say when, when we've got clients that we're working with that are completely open to considering, hey, that's a corner of the room that I could own. That's when the magic happens. We're not telling you, you need to go become a wedding stationery expert tomorrow. But we're saying maybe there's room for you here based on personal experience. Many entrepreneurs build businesses that are based on personal need. And those businesses are successful, not just based on personal need, but based on research to know that there is need from others you know, yes. to make that a viable <laughs> business. So I just love the openness that you have right now to consider how you can become niche and awesome and specific. So the next thing, Patricia, that I'm excited about is having a look at your competitors, your like brands and your brand yes. heroes. Probably talked mm-hmm. about this on the podcast in the, in the past, but I'm going to give you the name of my favorite stationary source. Okay. You know where I'm going? Yeah. Oh uh, I've given, so <laughs> given this brand as an example before. And I'm thinking about, and I know Lauren is, Lauren is also working on the wording of how we can help you with this before we hang up. But my favorite stationery comes from a website called 55 Highs. Not sure if you've heard of it. 55his.com. So 55 the number and then his.com. 55 Highs. I think this guy's name is Ross. And he is so unbelievably funny. If you go to his website, which by the way, he's not paying us to talk about it right now. Uh, <laughs> I just, I literally love this brand. He has the funniest cards from Christmas, like seasonal cards to birthday, Father's Day, Mother's Day. He even has um, cards that turn into shot glasses. Uh, oh he even God. has, yeah, yeah. If you go to his website and really funny ones that you can put money in with all these different jokes, that's his niche. Is It's, uh, it's comedy. It's humor. Uh, a really specific, kind of funny, almost like an internet type sense of humor that I just totally love and appreciate. So I recommend 
going and checking out his brand. And for the point of this discussion, I think Ross makes stationery that makes you laugh. What kind of stationery does Patricia make? Now that's the big question today. Well, if you've listened to past episodes, you've heard it before, but you're going to hear about it again. This is the time where I tell you what we do for a living. We do this, just a much more detailed, longer, private version, and it's called a brand audit. If you like what you hear, you should consider hiring us to help you. We're like that mirror that tells the truth about what's working and what's not in your business. If you're interested in more information and a special offer that we have for our podcast listeners only, visit philpallon.expert slash therapy for all the details. What are you waiting for? Go and do it. Now we'll get back to the show. I think Ross makes stationery that makes you laugh. What kind of stationery does Patricia make? Now that's the big question today. I want the kind that makes people laugh. Like there's there's simple little smirks on the corner of their cheek that like it's like almost like if you had a dimple, it would pop out because it's almost like a smirk where you're like, that's funny, but that that, that shouldn't be funny. Like smirk-worthy wedding stationery? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I love that angle. And I think um, there's one campaign I was thinking of that, that you should also research. I bring this brand up all the time, but the company Everlane, the clothing company, they released like underwear, an underwear line earlier in the year. Maybe it was last year even with Jemima Kirk. And basically the whole like premise of it was like no lace, no frills, like it's comfortable and it's meant for women, not for the eyes of men kind of thing. And it was really like authentic and honest. And I could just sort of see parallels between what we're talking about now and that campaign, because you're going to be creating wedding cards for real people, like wedding cards for real couples. So I'm imagining like you having a card that says like, I'd love, I'll be your third wheel forever or <laughs> like, <laughs> or you're the coolest couple I know. Like you can't find stuff like that anywhere. And so, so I kind of like the angle of like honesty in your stationery. And do you know what's even crazier? The fact that Oh, I needed somebody else to tell me this. Is I do that stuff for my friends and their weddings because I can never find it. So I'm like, I'll just make one. And yet I didn't see the fact that I could go in that direction this whole time. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And think about like, there's so many, the wedding industry is like, God, there's so many blogs out there. You could easily like offer samples to bloggers, like 100 layer cake or whatever. So they could write up about you. Even I know a lot of blogs will do posts about what to wear for spring and summer weddings or whatever. And you could approach those writers and offer samples. I know man repeller writers are really available on Instagram. You could always send them a DM and offer them something during wedding season so that they can tell their readers about your cards. But I, I don't know. I see a real potential for mass appeal here. Like, seriously. I do too, honestly. Thank you so much for just making that light bulb go off in my head. <laughs> Kind of funny how it almost takes someone else to tell you something or validate an idea, something that just remains in your brain and your brain only, and then you hear it out loud when someone says it, and you're like, oh my God, that's it. <laughs> it's funny, right? It's, it's almost like, just, it's hilarious, but at the same time, you're like, wow, just wow. <laughs> 
And it's not to say you can't also build verticals in other different types of cards. And I, in fact, encourage it. But there's something very magical when you satisfy a need like every good business does. Think about how excited your customer that's looking for a wedding card, you know, when they find your brand and your positioning and it speaks directly to them. Think about how much more exciting that is to rock that niche than it is to offer everything under the sun. Not to say you can't, you know, offer other kind of angles or industries or needs. You can, but there needs to be something. There needs to be a common thread between all of this so that you become something and people remember you as being that thing. Really, really important. Oh, 100%. Like not getting distracted by the, the shiny objects or the the things that are going to pull you away from your for, together forever. But you know, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but yeah, no, that's exactly it. <laughs> Definitely. And think about how many bridesmaids post about bachelorette parties on Instagram. If there's a bachelorette party, it means they're going to be going to a wedding. So you could literally DM every bridesmaid that has like a somewhat big following and offer to give them free card of whatever they choose as long as they post about the card on their Instagram. That's actually really genius marketing. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, yes, that, that's so simple too. Thank you. <laughs> The theme of our conversation today has been focusing our attention and our efforts and our strategy and even our niche in the way that we communicate who we are and why people should care. I wanted this to to come full circle and revisit the question we asked at the beginning, which is content overload. How, Patricia, from this conversation, will you kind of focus and really spend that time where it matters? What are your thoughts on that initially? No, I I think that when I first like came into this and I, I told you guys like, Oh my gosh, there's so much information and I'm doing this and I'm doing that. That I, I was doing that with my artwork as well. And, and my business where I wasn't focusing on, on one thing and may, well, I may have um, narrowed it down to, Oh, I'm going to do customs or I'm going to do stationary. I needed to take the stationary part and focus in on that. And I think with my knowledge from actually your podcast <laughs> and um, a few other webinars, like, putting all of that knowledge towards just one specific thing rather than multiple will make my life 10 times easier. And (laughs) just be able to connect with people, um, not just through my personality, but being like, hey, this is my personality, but this is also what I'm able to offer you to fit your personality. Beautiful. There's one thing that you did very naturally that doesn't always come naturally to people. So I'm going to highlight it. Very early on in this conversation, you acknowledged what brings you joy. I think that we, we we borrowed that exact saying from Marie Kondo, right? That's her thing, yeah. It's Spark what sparks joy. So so let's apply it to branding. As you're thinking about your business, your services, your offering, just mute it all for a second. Mute okay. everything and only worry about one thing. What is it that brings you joy? That was very clear to you. That was uh, not even something you had to really think about. You indicated that right away, but I mention it for people that aren't really sure yet how to take in all this sensory information and do something productive. Mute it all and think about one question. What sparks joy as it relates to your life, your business, your brand? You know, all those things I often, you know, terms I use interchangeably, business and brand. What brings you joy? And maybe it's not even a business or a brand for you yet. Maybe it's something you do as a hobby. Hobby is something you do for yourself. A brand is something you do for others. You know, and you know that there's a need that you satisfy. So what sparks joy for you? Weddings and celebrations. And that allows you 
<laughs> yeah, that allows you to kind of focus on this um, beautiful <laughs> niche. Okay, Patricia, what are you going to do next? What are you excited about? Oh my gosh, there's so much to do. <laughs> I'm excited about, honestly, um, getting down and dirty with the the creations of the the business cards. and Or not the business cards. Whoops, that's, sorry about that. With the um, the wedding cards, honestly. Uh, the congratulations, the... The part that I've honestly been looking for out there that I haven't seen that I can actually create myself, but not just for my friends, but for others. Um, so I think that's my first step is really kind of just making a few um, little templates of different things. And then going from there, doing my traditional organization skills where I'm like, okay, now I'm going to create it. Now I'm going to make it into an actual thank you card. And then from there, like kind of like you guys said, finding so almost like talking to people who I knew who were getting married, the bachelorette parties and offering those those free those free items to them so I can get better known in that area, not just as, hey, I'm, I'm an artist. And that's it. Just, hey, I'm an artist who focuses on stationery for your friends of every type or not even every type, just for on the more personal level. Yeah, like I create wedding cards for real couples. Could I offer you, I noticed that you're at a bachelorette party and that you're a bridesmaid. I'm assuming you're going to a wedding soon. I would be like honored to give you any choice of my card designs in exchange for a post or two at the wedding. Yes, that's exactly it. And that's, that is what I'm going to get started on is creating actually content and stuff that I personally love to do that I know will bring a smile to other people, real people, as you guys say. Keeping you happy and joyful, keeping your audience, your customer happy and joyful. I think we have wrapped this podcast with a beautiful solution. I love when that happens. I am seriously like, you guys, you guys are amazing. And this has been by far one of the most just, I am so honored and thankful. And I can't thank you enough for, it was, like you said, it was right in front of my face this whole time. And I just needed somebody else to say it. And you guys put it in a way that, this makes it so realistic and I love it. <laughs> well, we are happy to do it. We appreciate you as much as you appreciate us. And the one thing I would say is that part of why we've had some success today is that you've been completely open to exploring where those opportunities exist without any kind of fear or apprehension. You are now ready to fully kind of dive into something where you know in your heart that there's a need and also where you know based on some research so that you can build a business out of something you love doing. So you are also a part of this success, young lady. And thank you for being so open to it and, and, and oh, having good. such a great conversation. We wish you the best of luck. Please touch, touch base with us when you've got something exciting to report. And we'll, um, we'll, we'll, we'll be chatting with you soon. Yes. Um, I have one other question. I don't know if I'm allowed to do this. Can I give you guys a sure. shout out on my Instagram? Yeah, of course you can. Oh, oh, we love that. Okay. Okay. Yay. All right. Thank you. We love that. Thank you, Patricia. We'll chat with you soon and good luck with everything. Thank you guys again. Bye. 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 Oh my God. What a cutie. Can we have her as like our third host? I want her on every call. She was so open and positive and excited. I literally can't. I didn't want that call to end. To the point where we could have said, Patricia, jump. And I think she would have jumped. <laughs> no, in all seriousness, I thought she was a really good example of someone that goes into it with completely just willingness to explore where those opportunities exist. And guess what? I mean, a big part of our job is 
doing exactly what we just did, which was essentially hold up a mirror in front of her face and say, this is who you are. This is what you just said. Here's another way to say it, you know, in a way that makes sense to people. And that's really hard to do for yourself. So to be open and to listen, you know, to yourself and to others and to listen where there's an opportunity for you in a marketplace. It's a combination of all of those things that I think really make for the success of a business and a brand's positioning. Definitely. And you brought this up near the end of the episode, but I think that what makes Patricia different and why I'm like convinced that this stationery is going to like take off is because she was open to anything because she just loved the premise so much. Like she loved doing stationery and was okay with any way that it like manifested, I guess. Versus some people, like if we have clients who aren't as open to ideas because they're just dead set on the the way it's delivered, then there can be some issues. And But Patricia was open. Yeah, I love it. We look forward to what you think. Share it. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd love to hear. You can leave, first of all, some feedback on the iTunes store. It helps other people find this podcast that we work hard to make. But also, let's continue the conversation on social media. Hashtag brand therapy. Instagram, Twitter, we're watching. We're also on Spotify. Oh my God, we're on Spotify. Yes, that's true. We're on Spotify. I'm at Phil Palin on social media. I'm at the Lauren Moore. We want to hear from you if you've taken the time to listen. Take a few more seconds to say hello and that you enjoyed this episode. And uh, we'll be back again next week. Thank you, Patricia. Thank you. You. Yeah, you listening for being here today. And we'll see you next week on Brand Therapy. Bye. next time on Brand Therapy. So now I'm not sure what to do here if I should continue with the food thing or because I've, I've started doing every other one. It's food and then the next post is a vulnerability real life. This is messy. And I'm trying to figure out if I should continue half and half or really brand myself one direction or the other.